Hi folks, Todd Dills here with a special 60th anniversary series edition of Overdrive Radio podcast. But before we jump into it with Overdrive Editorial Director Max Heine, here's a quick word from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. First Guard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner-operators done right, as we've done for more than 80 years. We provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not First Guard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to firstguard.com. That's 1-S-T-Guard.com. First Guard. We speak trucker. Let's talk. Overdrive's first two decades, the 60s and 70s, saw founder and editor Mike Parkhurst expanding his trucking reach to include other media. His biggest achievement was a feature-length movie with some prominent actors, though over the years he and Overdrive showed other interest in film and country music. Parkhurst and many others from that era have passed on, but one of his close Overdrive associates, actor and impresario Roger Galloway, is still around, working as communications director for Mojave County, Arizona. This is Max Heine, Overdrive Editorial Director. I spoke at length with Galloway about Parkhurst and that feature movie, Moonfire. Galloway was a big part of that, and he recounts how it led to his long relationship with Parkhurst and Overdrive. The movie Moonfire, which he did, is all connected in so many ways to the relationship that Mike and I had that lasted so many, many years. Galloway was news director for a Tucson radio station where Parkhurst was coming to start shooting Moonfire. And I love movies. I, I was an actor as well, done a lot of stage. I really wanted to get in the film. I wanted to move to L.A. Mike and I kind of hit it off really well. I helped him get a lot of things done for free or for low money. Galloway himself also turned into a bargain for Parkhurst, who gave him six different roles in the movie. And the most prominent of those roles? Probably the rather effeminate assistant to the executive um, in, in the film. Uh, you know, I had a... a a blondish brown wig and a mustache and glasses. After some filming, Parkhurst ran out of money and returned to Los Angeles. Two months later, Galloway followed and joined the Overdrive team. Parkhurst eventually came back to Tucson and El Paso to finish shooting the movie, and Galloway met one of the movie's stars, Charles Napier, who went on to build a successful acting career. They shared a house together, and Galloway was his manager for a while. Galloway explains how Napier came into Moonfire's lead role, even though Richard Egan retained top billing. What happened was he had a supporting role in Moonfire. Richard Egan was the lead. When Mike ran out of money and was able to get the money back together again to come back and finish the movie, he had major portions still with Richard Egan. Egan's manager said, everything's fine, don't worry, but we want double the salary. That meant going from $55,000 a week to $110,000. Parkhurst couldn't afford that, so he decided, I'm going to make Chuck the lead in the movie. And I'll just have a scene at the end of the movie, where, which we've already shot with Richard Egan, where they join forces at the very end. Napier's role in Moonfire led to his casting as a trucker in the movie Citizens Band, released in 1970. He also did a couple of episodes of BJ and the Bear. And he worked for Mike for a very short while uh, and went out on the road. This was before things really broke for Chuck in a big way. Napier went on to act in TV shows and movies, including many films directed by Jonathan Demme, such as Silence of the Lambs. Chuck's personal life was a different thing. He was married six times. Oh, really? so we were roommates during that period of time between divorces. <laughs> because he was one of the guys that just had to get married. 
You know what I mean? He always wanted to be married, but he couldn't be married for very long. Not only did Moonfire have celebrities Richard Egan, Charles Napier, and, oddly enough, heavyweight boxing champ Sonny Liston, but it scored a big coup with having country star Marty Robbins record two new songs. The most notable was Wheel of Life, with something of a trucking theme. It played over the opening and closing credits. Get behind the wheel of life. Because it wasn't covered under Robin's recording contract, it was not formally released. It was recorded in a studio in Hollywood that Mike got. Marty went in. He was there for a total of two hours. And one hour of that was he just got there and he sat down and he had lunch. Yeah, I think he did two takes on Wheel of Life and he did one take on the other song and was done. And the money was given to him kind of on the side. Not only did Charles Napier see his career take off, but Galloway, too, went on to do bigger things in the entertainment world. For starters, once he went full-time with Overdrive, he specialized in public relations and writing up his celebrity interviews. There were so many country and western singers that, that I interviewed for the magazine, and some movie and TV actors as well. His interview subjects included singers such as Glenn Campbell, Waylon Jennings, Mike Nesmith of the Monkees, Marty Robbins, and Freddie Hart. Among the actors were Dennis Weaver from the trucking movie Duel, Jan Michael Vincent from the trucking movie White Line Fever, and the megastar Rock Hudson. While Parker's took photos, Galloway interviewed Hudson at his home at a time when Hudson's homosexuality was rumored, but he hadn't come out about it. A half hour into the interview, Hudson told Galloway that he probably wants to ask a certain sensitive question. Just ask it, and I will promise you I will answer it right now. And I'm kind of internally I'm shaking a little bit. I'm going, no, I can't, I don't think I can really ask that. Um, I'd like to phrase it right. I'm getting really ready to ask him. And just as I start to do that, he can go on and ask me, what is Doris Day really like? Just almost fell off my chair. Yeah. Yeah. What? what yeah. What? <laughs> of course I should ask that. Then I found out later on, he did that to all reporters, knowing, and none of them ever, ever asked the question about his sexuality. Galloway left Overdrive and returned as sales manager in the early 80s, before Parker sold the magazine to what was then Randall Publishing in 1986. Parker's hatched other film projects before and after selling Overdrive, but they never came to fruition or got little attention if they did. Galloway, though, during a three-year hiatus from Overdrive, produced nationally broadcast TV specials featuring leading musicians and actors of that day. I did a television special, and obviously, I, in the back of my mind, it came from my background with Overdrive. I sold a TV special, my very first one, as the writer, producer, creator. It was called Trucking in Nashville. We did it at Mike's Independent Trucking Association Convention in 1979, outdoors at a truck stop praying it wasn't going to pour rain because I had no other, I had no plan B. Conway Twitty, Brenda Lee, Hank Williams Jr., Del Reeves, um, uh, uh, Bobby Bear, Tom T. Hall. We had a lot of country stars. And, and the audience were all of Mike's uh, trucking people there. It was great. It was great fun. It was a huge success. And I ended up getting seven more TV specials as a result of that first one. I own two 
outright 100% two TV specials. One is the first one I did, Trucking in Nashville, and the other one is one called Tribute to Kitty Wells, which uh, starred Tammy Wynette, uh, Lynn Anderson, Tom T. Hall, Hank Williams Jr., Barbara Mandrell, Johnny Cash. Oh, man, loads and loads and loads of stars. We did it at Opryland. Around 1985, there was another meeting of the Independent Truckers Association in Nashville. Galloway had lined up Dave Dudley, famous for his hit Six Days on the Road, and country music singer-songwriter Tom T. Hall. Galloway and Chuck Napier drove cross-country to attend it. I had a, a Datsun 280Z. So he and I drove together from L.A. to Nashville. At one point, we were pulled over. He looks like, you know, he's wanted and he was crossing his arms while they talked to me, and I looked like some Hollywood guy that, you know, here we are in Arkansas. He said, you're going a little fast in that uh, that sport car of yours. He says, I can either give you a ticket right now or take your driver's license, and you can pay for it when you come back. Otherwise, you're going to have to drive back with me 75 miles to take the license. And they did. Took my license. I had to pick it up on the way back to L.A., you can find more features celebrating Overdrive's 60th anniversary via overdriveonline.com slash trucking hyphen history. Overdrive Radio is produced mostly by senior editor Todd Dills with support from staffers Matt Cole, Holly Young, Paula Barhofer, and me, Max Heine.